Rise with India podcast on ET Now. Good morning and happy Friday to you. This is the daily morning update from ET Now and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 25th of June. Now, arguably the biggest story yesterday was the Reliance Industries AGM where India's largest company by market share announced a pivot to renewable energy that entails spending of 75,000 crore rupees over the next 3 years. If you missed any of the other highlights, do check out all of the updates on our social media pages. On to the big news. The Reserve Bank of India has laid down prudential requirements for non-bank lenders and housing financiers seeking to announce dividends from FY22 onwards. It has also capped the dividend payout ratio for certain categories. The regulations include minimum operational thresholds that need to be met for NBFCs to qualify to declare a dividend. The government is exploring hiving off constructed central hydropower plants into special purpose vehicle companies under their existing developers to maximize their valuations during potential stake sales. A senior government official said as per the proposed national asset monetization pipeline, Niti Aayog has proposed segregating constructed projects and transferring them to an SPV under the CPSU that owns the projects. ET now reported recently that the government's asset monetization plans are back on track with the Niti Aayog spearheading one leg of the process. Global electronics manufacturing companies Foxconn, Flex, Jabal Circuit and Sanmica SCI are among 29 companies that have registered under the 12195 crore rupee production linked incentive scheme for telecom sector. That's according to a report by the PTI that quoted an official source. Now India has again requested to the organization of petroleum exporting countries to increase supplies to rein in prices 3 months after the producers cartel ignored New Delhi's call. In a meeting with OPEC Secretary General Mohammad Sanusi Barkindo on Thursday, Oil Minister Dharmendra Pradhan flagged concerns over increasing crude oil prices and its impact on consumers and the economic recovery. The oil ministry said in a statement, prices of petrol and diesel have skyrocketed over the past year, with petrol in some regions having crossed the 100 rupee per liter mark. And while some of that has to do with higher crude prices, remember that two thirds of that cost is taxes by the centre and by state governments. Speaking of inflation, Chief Economic Advisor K V Subramanian said that food inflation is likely to moderate on account of the twin impact of opening up of economic activities and good monsoon. He also asserted that the impact of high food inflation has been mitigated for a large section of the population as they're being given free rations under the government's welfare scheme. In international news, Japanese Defense Minister Nobuo Kishi said that the security of Taiwan was directly linked with that of Japan as tensions around the island build and its defenses are increasingly overshadowed by China's military might. Taiwan is crucial for Tokyo with the Luzon Strait to the south an important shipping lane for the energy tankers that Japan relies on to power its economy. Taiwan has become increasingly important for the US as well and many of its allies that are concerned about China's growing assertiveness around an island whose semiconductor industry has become a linchpin of the global supply chain. That's a report by Bloomberg. 
President Joe Biden celebrated his tentative deal with a group of Democratic and Republican senators on a $579 billion infrastructure plan, saying it would create millions of jobs while fulfilling a major piece of his economic agenda. The White House said that the legislation would finance a range of programs, including the largest investment in public transit in U.S. history, repairs to roads and bridges, a network of 500,000 chargers for electric vehicles, the elimination of lead service lines in the nation's water systems, expansion of broadband internet service, cleaning of pollution and new resilient power lines. And with that, it's over to Rohit Singh for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Rohit. How are we looking at the end of the week? Good morning, Alex. In the end, we held on to the highs of the day. Reliance's announcements at the AGM laid a transformational roadmap, but investors chose to sell the shares on news. The June series ended with a 3% bump up, and it was the third series that we have closed in the green. For the volatility index, this was a series of cool-off ending lowest since April last year. On Nifty, 15,800 levels saw most amount of open interest, so we may have capped gains at that level. But according to the trend from the FNO segment, FIIs may have rolled over more short positions in Bank Nifty, suggesting banks may lag Nifty this series. The expiry day saw foreign investors dump shares worth about 2,900 crore rupees, but domestic institutional investors were buyers of about 1,100 crore rupees. US President Biden and a group of senators have agreed to a roughly $1 trillion infrastructure plan. This sets in motion long negotiations for the rest of the economic agenda. The news has powered S&P 500 and Nasdaq to record highs and Asian markets are tracking the Wall Street cheer this morning. In other news, the Beijing-based ride-hailing company Didi Global is looking for a U.S. listing. It is targeting a valuation of up to $67 billion, according to some news reports. Let us now run through the hottest stocks this opening bell. Tech shares were upbeat yesterday, just ahead of Accenture's results. The company posted 21% revenue growth for third quarter and managed to beat its guidance. Ashok Leyland has reported a 550% increase in profit for the quarter gone by. Sales have more than doubled, but still, the company was in the red for the full financial year. Watch out for Adani Enterprises as the company said it will export the first coal from its Australian mine this year. Top brokerages have broadly been positive on the announcements by Reliance, so watch out for the stock for any significant move and opening bell. LIC Housing will be raising nearly 2,300 crore rupees from LIC by issuing preferential shares. In a sign of the challenge that small lenders may face, Microfinance institutions are seeing their collection efficiency drop below 70%. State-owned Indian Bank has raised 1,650 crore rupees by selling shares to institutional investors at 142 rupees per share. On earnings front, watch out for reactions to numbers of Midhani, PTC India and Everest Canto. To recap, there is probably a bigger uptrend within which we saw a brief pullback. But can it sustain beyond this? It may be well advised to look for further signs for an up move. Till then, experts say a small correction is never out of question. Wish you a profitable day ahead. That's it from my end. I hand it back to you, Alex. Thanks, Rohit. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a lovely end to the week and an even better weekend. 
The Rise with India podcast on ET Now.